Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Welcome back to the Music Hubs. We have got a great artist with us today. Robert is from Los Angeles. Everyone talks about the COVID-19, so he wrote a song called Quarantine. It's sung by Justin J. Moore and Kid Dreams. And uh, right now, it's Quarantine, and it's here on our big program. Well, I just turned 17, and I tried it for the football team. I hated how we get to a day's first scrimmage, we got blown away. The ride home guys goofing off, and we stopped and had to get out. The coach, he yelled at all of us, and made us push that yellow bus. When birds of a feather, they flock together, together they can fly so high. Snow sticks together, it don't even matter that a single snowflake is light. The birds of a feather, they flock together, takes hard work and sacrifice. You'll always remember this time forever, one day you'll look back and smile, yeah. The bus, it weighed at least a ton, after practice it had to get done. It took all of us and all you got together, this is what it taught. We won big, a game after game, and I made it to the championship. A ball sailed by two seconds left, man, we took a knee and we cried. When birds of a feather, they flock together, takes hard work and sacrifice. You'll always remember this time forever, one day you look back and smile. Yeah. Some folks play for just a ring Because winning means everything In life you can't win every game you play Trophies gather dust but your memories remain Some folks play for just a ring But the journey means everything In life you can't win every game you play You'll feel more grateful with a little pain so I'm, I'm at home, self-quarantine God, I hate this COVID-19 I hate that money's getting lean My stomach growls, I'm hungry The drive through is a windy place Where I see an American flag Waving, God bless the USA In my heart, I hear my old coach say When birds of a feather, they flock together Together we can fly so high when snow sticks together, it don't even matter that a single snowflake is light. When birds of a feather, they flock together, takes hard work and sacrifice. You'll always remember this time forever, one day you'll look back and smile. You will smile. We will smile. You will smile. We will smile. You will smile. We will smile, you will smile. We will smile, you will smile. We are back live here on AMFF247.com. And uh, 
We have got Tom Corbett with us today. He joins us live here on AMFM247.com. And uh, so, Tom, you have got uh, an incredible series of books out there. You've, you've recently written uh, another great book. So uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about your books and uh, you as an author and everything else. Tell me a little bit about it, my friend. All right. Uh, well, I've been very busy, uh, very active uh, in the running department uh, with uh, COVID uh, sort of shutting down society. I have plenty of time on my hands. So, uh, but I, uh, earlier this year, I finished a book called It Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time. And that is a uh, book based on experiences of a Peace Corps group that I was involved with uh, back in the 1960s in India. And you know, over time, it collected a number of stories from, my, from the other volunteers, and I wove them into a semi-fictional, at least the setting is fictional, but the stories are real, uh, at least as we can remember them, uh, of uh, our experiences back then. And it was a time when Peace Corps was considered, the, uh, and overseas service was considered the Wild West. You know, uh, it, the, the program wasn't fully matured yet. Uh, uh, I think they, they made a lot of sort of, uh, you know, basic mistakes and, and uh, you know, where they put us. Uh, but it was a very talented group of young people and who, who managed to, uh, to survive two years under very difficult conditions and uh, go on to uh, do great things with their lives. And it's, the story's told with, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of humor, uh, a lot of, and, uh, but also, some some uh, pointed stories that evoke uh, sympathy and inspira- and sort of can be inspirational uh, and uh, a lot of lessons that are imparted you know through them. So I, I think it's um, it's uh, a good journey uh, to relive, and I think you know that, that most of the people who have read it have been you know kind of really taken with it in a in a, in a very great positive way. It also captures the, the the ethos and the spirit of the times. This was the 1960s, which is crazy in a way, but also a, a period when people had a sense of self, self-sacrifice. Tom so Corbett with us. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Tom Corbett joins us today here in our broadcast. And uh, so, Tom, uh, tell me a little bit about the inspiration for putting this book together. Uh, mostly, it uh, it came from a, a series of get-togethers we finally had, beginning about a decade ago. After you know, 40 years of being back in the states, uh, someone pulled together uh, a get-together in um, the Bay Area, uh, and it, it, I had never been to a any kind of uh, sort of get-together from high school or college or anything like that. I I, I avoided those like the plague. Uh, but this one uh, was special, and I went, and it was very emotional, and we sat around and shared and realized how much we had in common and how that experience changed us. And so we began to sort of collect some of the stories after that. And I, and I, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, to tell that story and tell the story of the group because I think it was emblematic of a lot of young people uh, back a half a century ago who gave up part of their lives to do something that they felt strongly about. And while we didn't save the world, we we changed. 
I think, in very, very fundamental ways. And I often looked at, at, at what, the, again, what these people have accomplished in the remainder of their lives and either discoursed like the best of the best or something about the experience made them better people, and I'm not sure which story is true. It is Tom Corbett. He's with us today here on AMFM247.com. And uh, he joins us today here on AMFM247.com. And he has got a great book. Seemed like a pretty good idea at the time. And he's with us today here on a big broadcast. So um, tell me about the cover design for this book. Well, it's a, it's a picture of the Taj Mahal, which is, uh, <laughs> I suppose, not... Uh, Ter- uh, ter- uh, ter- terribly unique, but it was just a lovely picture, uh, I thought. And, uh, uh, and that's, of course, very emblematic of, of India. So uh, that's, that's, what we, that's, what, that's what we chose uh, to go with. The, uh, I might say I've also been busy on a couple of other projects, which I'll, oh, I can... Well, let's uh, let, let, let's let, 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 let's talk about those then. Uh, well, what are some of your other projects here? Well, uh, the one that uh, is just now finished finished up is probably less interesting to the average reader, uh, but it's the second edition of an academic book. I was <clears throat> in my real career. I was an academic with the uh, at the University of Wisconsin in Madison and helped run a research institute, and so. A colleague of mine and I uh, uh, were asked by our publisher to put out a second edition of a book on evidence-based policymaking, and uh, that, that will be coming out later this fall or in a very, very final <clears throat> uh, kind of you know, detailed-oriented uh, uh, cleaning up uh, phase of that, of that project. But that's for nerds and uh, you know, <laughs> academic types. More, yeah, right. That's awesome. More, That's awesome. Yeah, more for uh, the uh, typical reader out there is uh, a book I'm working on now, which is called Felicitous Fates. Now uh, you say Felicitous Fates. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is really the third volume in a trilogy, and who knows? Maybe it'll become a quartet. But it's a. Uh, it was designed to be the, the third. Uh, volume of a trilogy and end with this volume, but we'll see. And uh, it's uh, it's start, I started writing this about three years ago. Uh, not this not this volume, but the, the first volume of the trilogy, with just a, a, a concept in mind. And the concept was a, a young girl in Afghanistan under the oppressive rule of the Taliban who wanted to be a doctor. Okay, and how she managed to, to do that, and. At the same time, I contrasted that family with a, a family in the United States, which had wealth and privilege and, and, and all of that. Eventually, the two families inter, inter, interrelate. So you've got two, two family stories that then become intertwined, uh, and there's levels within each family, uh, trials, tribulations, and, and there's a lot of themes about culture, how one breaks out of one's culture, how one aspires to goals that may seem impossible or difficult uh, at the time. And uh, what, what was just a, a kind of a, an image or in, my, in my head for one book 
now it's I'm on my on the third volume and people do the readers respond I think very positively I think it's the the second the second volume which was called Ordinary Obsessions uh, you know, it got like four point eight out of five stars on Amazon from Amazon reader reviews and and the reviewers and the people who, who have read it and respond and have reviewed it talk about the rich character development and the interesting and fast-paced plots and so forth. But it, uh, but each each volume and each work, I try to balance, let's say, uh, character development, some substance, some serious topics, a lot of, a lot of humor, uh, and uh, sort of the correct pace. So it's a. I always view writing books as kind of a like writing a symphony. You're trying to balance different dimensions simultaneously, and I think that's probably uh, uh, the challenge of being a good storyteller. We have got Tom Corbett with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast. So, uh, so Tom. Uh, this the, the, this is a short interview with us today because we 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 desperately run out of time here in the broadcast. But before we go, how do people buy your books and get involved with what you're doing? Uh, best thing is to uh, just go on and look at at uh, www.booksbytomcorbett.com uh, and or try to find me on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. But check the website out www.booksbytomcorbett.com Fantastic. Well, Tom, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the program. Okay, thank you for having me. Thank you, my friend. There he goes, Tom Corbett. And uh, we are out of time here on AMFM247.com and uh, we will see you next time. Tom Corbett in the building. That guy, Tom Corbett.
was a fleeting moment Now will never come again So be an impactful change Or a positive contagion Often be seen, and for our hills and our pastures and lawns, or browns and the green, to the sisters of mercy and brothers in arms, it's family time to save all that harm. So everyone rise up, our time is now. Who knows what is going on with this show today? But uh, go, go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves, my friend. Well, it's we're Bliss Bliss. Yep, I'm Renee. This is Lang. Good to meet you. So tell us a little about Bliss Bliss. Well, um, we, uh, we, we live in the Middle Tennessee area, so we'll tell you a little bit for those that might be tuning in that are from this area. Great weather today and all that. Uh, well, uh, both of us are have been recording for our gosh, how many long? How long has it been? It's been a while. Yeah, 
we've been in the music industry for quite a long time. Renee sang background back in the day for a big Christian artist named Amy Grant, and I yeah. played wow. drums for a bunch. I played drums for a bunch of different artists. And then she got signed to the record to a record deal uh, with the label that was owned by Amy's management at the right. time, uh -huh. and so she did a couple of records. And then we signed a record deal as Bliss Bliss not too long after that. And so I've just been doing music for most of our lives. Um, uh, sometimes sign a label, sometimes not. I'm a drummer. I play for other artists right. as well. And we have a good friend who helped us get connected into the dance music world. And so that's how this remix project started. And uh, we've been doing remixes now. This is the fourth project yeah. or third project? Fourth project. Yeah, I think it's the fourth project. That yeah. we've, uh -huh. uh, dance remix project that we've released in about four years. Yeah. Fantastic. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Bliss Bliss joins us here in the broadcast. Check out BlissBliss.com. Their latest album, What's Going On, remixes, and uh, based on the cover of Marvin Gaye's iconic song, What's Going On, it's out now. And uh, So tell us about these 14 remixes by seven top DJs and producers from around the world. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... We were going to release the the remi We ended up releasing our remix package in May, so May of this year. We had planned on mixing it, or excuse me, of actually uh, releasing it earlier, but due to COVID and the lockdown and stuff, it was kind of delayed and everything. But we have some fantastic remixers on the on the project. We've got Macau and Hex Hector, Lee Dagger, Paul Goodyear, Brian Kua, Joel Dickinson, and Dave Day. So we really got a great group of guys doing the remixes and we're all very, very happy. different from all over the yes. world literally so yeah we've got brian's from uh southeast asia i believe macau's from brazil right. uh hex is a you know new york guy paul goodyear's over in san francisco uh you know literally all all these djs are kind of from all over the place and they all do different stuff and it's just a great great package yeah. we're really happy with the, what they've done with uh with our version of it our original take on it mm-hmm we have got a great guest with us today. Um, fantastic. Bliss Bliss, blissbliss.com. So uh, tell us about uh, starting out in the Christian rock world and everything. Well, well we both have separate stories because yeah. we weren't together at that time. But I started out singing background with Amy Grant back in 85 was the first tour I did with her and did yeah. Right now. What was it? It was called Straight Ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah so ahead. that was my big jump into uh, music. And uh, from that, I ended up doing a couple solo records with a label called Reunion. Well, and you got to be, she got to be on a couple of the, you know, the really, really big tours where, right. you know, Amy was as big as Tina Turner at the time, right. you know, in terms of venues and where she was uh, performing and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Fantastic. because of. Because of Renee singing background with Amy, um, Amy's management was interested in her, and so they signed her to a record deal with on the label that they owned. So it was right. Amy's management, but a, a label called Reunion Records, which had Michael W. Smith on it, and you know just some folks from back in the day. Yeah. And then I was playing drums for a bunch of different people. I moved here from California, and started touring, playing drums for. Uh, a guy named Rich Mullins, uh, Jeff Moore in the Distance, Margaret Becker, Rick Kua. We played together. Actually, one of the very first tours we did together 
she sang background and then did a spot, and I played drums for uh, Michael W. Smith on one of his big main. Wow! So, so yeah. it was fun to finally we were we were like ships passing in the yeah, night I, for a number of years before that while we were married. You know, she'd leave on Tuesday and then get back on Thursday, and I'd leave Thursday and get back on Sunday. Right. And we were like, man, we ought to do this thing together. So that's really how. That's how Bliss came to be. That's how Bliss came to be. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, we are going to uh, go play your your uh, your latest uh, song here, and uh, we are going to put you on hold here on Skype, and uh, we will be back with Bliss Bliss here after the song after the song break, and uh, we've got more coming up right now.
That is what's going on. It is the uh, the big broadcast, and we are back with uh, Bliss Bliss. They join us live here in our big broadcast. And uh, so, as we wrap things up here with Bliss Bliss, how do we how do we get a hold of you guys' music? Uh, find you on social media, all the big stuff. How do we find you? Well, you can, uh, you can check out our website. It's blissbliss.com, or you okay. can go to Facebook. Instagram, it's Bliss Bliss Music on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So we're we're there. All of, and... all of our social stuff is Bliss Bliss Music. Yes. So, Fantastic. But whatever your social place is, and just put in Bliss Bliss Music, and you'll find us. Fantastic. Well, uh, you guys, you guys have been fantastic. I really appreciate you making time, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Thanks for being on with us. All right. Thanks, well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, my friends. There they go. Bliss, bliss. And that wraps it up here for our Sunday radio broadcast. Coast to coast to border to border on iHeartRadio. And I don't know if we got everybody in, but uh, we did our best here. And that's, as they say, that's the only thing you can do. What is this? What is going on here? F11? What is F11? I don't know what F11 is, but... uh, we're going to stop that broadcast there. So, let's do this. Um, we are going to go to something. Incredible new track right now. Here on our big program. Go over and check them out on Spotify. Also find them on Instagram. Go over to Facebook.com slash Outstanding Members. It's Stay True and it's here on our program. My father told me, son, I got you Whatever you're going through, just stay true Show your eyes look like you're supposed to Whatever you do, feed the crew, they gon' stick to you like a really glue All my life been rolling the dice, looking forward to this fast life I've been wrong, but holding on into a valley, I got it right Blowing up like dynamite, murder cake, got me has a kite This corona done changed my life, use my skills to get my family tight now I'm focused in the vision, at peace, making better decisions. You the last, my knowledge and wisdom. Tiptoes down with no favoritism. On supercharged like the E-Bunny. Every move I make is to get money. Still using words like get scummy. Lips rapper tighter than ancient mummy. I'm finally gone up in the zone. And for once, ain't nothing wrong. I pray daily to separate me from those that hate me and now they gone. Kept on grinding till I got my own. Didn't own shit but a cell phone. Used my phone to get me a brome. Then I used the brome to get me a home. And now I'm back. How you like that? Will a fortune like I'm Say Jack. Every pound, I'm busting it down. I'm flooding the town with fat sacks. Plenty paper, I'm getting that. Form whips, I'm riding that. And when I dip, don't trip. My money flipping like an acrobat. Now I'm stacking and investing, remaining humble and count my blessings. Learn how to turn all my losses in his life into a lesson. Surrounding myself with like-minded individuals, no more stressing. You the last, my five P's, my pen and pads, my perfect weapon. My father told me, son, I got you. Whatever you're going through, just stay true. Show your ass look like you're supposed to. Whatever you do, 
like a real glue. I'm just trying to check a bag like I worked the register. Had to cuss it off like an editor, cause I got tired of people telling metaphors. You can catch a ghoulin' with them predators. Dread hair turn you to a skeleton. Close the back door and open hella more. Because I told me ain't no letting up. I might drop a deuce in a seven up. Yeah, I stay true to myself. Of course I did. I've been moving like I'm grown since I was a kid. Before the glocks and Dracos, we had shit. Now I'm on the grind trying to make it big. Got that money calling, I'm got a hoop for you to see me balling. Cut the toxic off, it's too exhausting. Now I'm on the cake just like frosting. Fuck sitting, you should do it often. Gold driven and used to walking. Bad my ashes on, do no talking. Took your bitch cause she like bosses. Ain't no one so there for you as always, at least expected. Had to change my way, they told me I've been acting so fit. The moment I start peeping, niggas back that go my exit. Swallow all my pride and count my blessings. We have Rocky Michaels with us today, and uh, he joins us live. We've also got Jay Bird Wells as well. I never can make that transition. <laughs> it's always it's always going to be that way forever. And uh, so, Rocky, tell me and Jay a little bit about yourself, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So I am here in the San Francisco Bay Area, a town of Danville, uh, and I'm a, an acoustic singer-songwriter, recording artist, and I just finished up my debut album, my 10-song debut album last month, of uh, original songs, and uh, actually uh, this Thursday I'm going to be releasing song number one on my second album, so I'm really excited, and thanks so much for having me on. Yay! So, how did you get started doing this music thing? How did I get started? Well, I guess I'd have to blame my parents for forcing piano lessons on me when I was five years old. <laughs> um, and I say that lovingly. Uh, you know, I took piano lessons. I grew up with the piano in the house. And it was always there. It was always uh, around. And uh, then in college, after college, I formed a band with some buddies. You know, I was the piano guy, and they were the guitar guys, and we... The first song we played, I think, was uh, Aerosmith's Dream On, and that's when I knew I liked these guys, and uh, it was going to be a, a good road. Um, and from there, we, we started uh, venturing out to, uh, to write in our original material, and, and we played out for a couple of years for various reasons. You know, guys relocated, and the band broke up after a few years. But I always had that... Uh, that interest and really the last few years i've taken a hiatus here i've really been uh, letting my creative juices open up and just been having a lot of fun writing i'm in a different stage of my life right now so i'm the songs i'm writing about now have to do with relationships and parenting and you know, environment in fact one of the songs i think will play is my environmental song our time is now so it's just been a really fun process really enjoyable Fantastic. So, about your children's songs, this is like songs like it's diaper changing time or what? <laughs> no, I wanted to keep it clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, no, so my my uh, our boys are teenagers right now, so just songs about perspective. Just you know, for those who are parents, uh, maybe they can relate. Just 
kind of the rites of passage how you know uh, when i was a bachelor things were a lot different when i now that i have the good fortune of being a parent uh it's <laughs> your perspective changes and just talking about relationships and trying to be a good role model for them and what advice would we give and um you know if i can go back in time what would i what would i say then that i know now and just just things like that that sort of come to me uh based on my current experiences as a parent Fantastic. It's Rocky Michaels. He's with us today here on our big program. And uh, so, Rocky, uh, what, what, is, what is the first track we're going to hear from you, my friend? First track. Well, uh, so how about, I just touched on that environmental song, song Our Time Is Now, which is actually, I think, the first song on my debut album. And, you know, I really wanted this to be uh, to have no percussions uh, except for the lone tambourine here and there. I wanted it to be more of a kind of a campfire kumbaya kind of vibe. So our time is now. There's a video out there, too, if you want to check it out. And uh, I can't see you. I don't know if this is just uh, audio, but um, uh, our time is now would be a great uh, one. I'd love to have cheer with you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we're going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Put you on hold here on Skype, and uh, we are going to play Our Time Is Now. We have got more with Rocky Michaels after this here on our world-famous Sunday radio broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boda to Boda. Brothers in arms, it's family time. 
images borrowing and must leave behind for all who will come after or to find so if the sun is the source and father's the time and mother's the earth who's now past her prime so everyone rise up our time is now That is our time as now. It's Rocky Michaels with us today here on our big broadcast. Our time is now. You can go to RockyMichaelsMusic.com for more. And we are going to go back to the telephones or the Skype, whichever. I don't know what it is. I should say Skype. That's what it is. And I believe we've got Rocky Michaels back with us and Jay Bird Wells. Yes. And uh, Rocky has hey now there. Rocky has now joined us on the old Skipscape on video. So uh, so Rocky, uh, you have got quite the deal uh, with this song. This song is uh, pretty damn amazing. Uh, how do we find you on social media, websites, all these things? Thank you. Yeah, well, you can always start with my website. Just go to www.rockymichaelsmusic.com. From there, I've got links to uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, as well as uh, Spotify and YouTube. So that's probably the best source, just rockymichaelsmusic.com. Fantastic. So, uh, so Jay, uh, do you have any questions for Rocky before we get to the next track here? I want to know um, more about um, your past and how you came to um, to choose this genre because I, I think that it was it was something in your life that happened, an event in your life that happened that made you choose this path. Kind of like a traumatic experience. <laughs> um, We're good. You know, I don't. I've always been um, a fan of music. Growing up, uh, one of my favorite bands growing up was the Eagles, and in fact, I think one of the songs I shared with you uh, is called "Eagle," and yep. I do drop a number of references to the band the Eagles in that song. So, for those who are true Eagles fans, I challenge you to see if you can pick them out. But 
I've always been a fan of music and growing up with a piano in the household, uh, it was just in, in my orbit. And, you know, it's hard to say what we all gravitate to and from as life goes on. But music for me has been a great uh, outlet, you know, with all the craziness going on. It's, it's good to have that outlet. We all need to have outlets of some form. And for me, one that I just sort of gravitated towards. You mentioned that your parents made you take lessons when you were a child. Right. I'm glad um, you did. Do you have any punishments if you skipped playing or something? Do you have any memories that you can share? <laughs> no, my parents were the coolest parents in the world. They were, they were like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Warden June Cleaver from Beaver Cleaver. They were so <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. And I'm just so uh, grateful. So they were very cool. It wasn't a forced issue. Uh, I did take piano lessons when I was for five years, from five to ten. Um, they didn't force me to take it beyond that, but it was there in the family room. And you know, back then we didn't have the internet, and you know, we didn't have uh, uh, you know our smartphones. So you either you know go out and play ball, or go down to the creek, or you, you play piano. And so it was just. A lot more availability to, to play music back then. Well, we are going to go to this uh, to this song, Eagle, and uh, we are going to play the uh, for our social media viewers and everybody. Uh, we are going to play the music video, and uh, it is Eagle. It is Rocky Michaels. And we are going to put Rocky on hold with Jay, and we will be back here in just a few moments right now it is eagle and it is on the world famous cheeky jaguar radio broadcast sunday radio show sitting on the front porch with the canopy of blue skies covering up above a bird catches my eye Top civilization Its feathered wings Are spread out wide And glides the gentle wind As it goes by I close my eyes And in my mind I see An unencumbered Inner kind of
That is Eagle, it is Rocky Michaels, and it is here on your Sunday radio broadcast. You can get more information on Rocky Michaels music and uh, everything. So we are going to go back to Rocky. Rocky Michaels uh, with us today. And also Jay Bird Wells joins us here on our broadcast as well. And uh, so, Rocky, okay. you have. Go ahead. Question. Jump in there. Um, about this Eagles video that you made, um, did you use any kind of interesting camera angles? Yeah, actually, I had my, my boys, speaking of our, our boys, I had them help, and there's a hill in our neighborhood, and I wanted to capture kind of an eagle's perspective, uh, so we had a drone, and they were they were handling the drone as I'm sitting there, you know, goofing around on the guitar, and uh, it uh, I was really excited how it turned out. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make, and it was even more special having them be a part of the video as well. Now, you owned the drone or you had to borrow the drone? It's, an, it's one of the earlier drones, so it's not, not the top quality drone, but we've had it. It was functional. We charged the batteries, and it, it, it did its job. It did its job. <laughs> That's awesome. It did its job. So, uh, so, so Rocky, you're, uh, tell us about your social media following. My social media following is, I guess, uh, I would still be considered a blip on the radar screen. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm slowly growing, you know, organically a little bit at a time. But I'm trying to put out content as much as I can uh, with videos. In fact, there's a new music video for my next song coming out this Thursday. Uh, and, you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm having fun. I'm, admittedly, I had to ask and consult for my teenagers you know, about, about Instagram and I'm not on Snapchat, but there's a lot of old guy like me has to learn about today's social media. So I'm, it's a learning process, but I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun journey. Yes. There's definitely stuff that we learned that we just didn't want to know <laughs> social media. Yeah. It can be confusing out there. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different ways to market yourself. Absolutely. You have a, a fan page on Facebook or, or just a profile? I have, I guess it's called an artist page. It's uh, music by Rocky Michaels. And uh, so I have that. I've got my videos there. Uh, I also have a YouTube page where I've got some videos. And I'll cross market. I'll post some videos. I'll make a reference to Instagram. Again, the, the best place to start is just my website, which has links to them all. That's rockymichaelsmusic.com and from there you can fan out to wherever you want to go what other videos have you done anything that you remember that was the most interesting about doing a music video well so the first song and i don't know if the viewers were able to see it the one our time is now yes but there's there's three of me i noticed no that i'm like someone knew how to use the uh Cloning feature in Adobe. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's my son, Jacob. Yeah, uh, so there's, I'm not triplets, um, but he filmed me three different times. Yep. And I quickly, you know, one time I was on piano, one time I was on guitar, one time I was singing, and he was able to somehow crop the video and put them side by side. So it, it gives the illusion that uh, there's three of me. It, and it is. That was fun. It was, 
It is quite the deal, I'll have to say. Talk about running a groupie's fantasy. Jeez. Well, this is all during the COVID area, so it was all done a few months ago in in our living room. You know, we didn't have to go outside or deal with people. And, uh, um, but we got a big kick out of how it turned out. That's pretty cool. They, They talk about using whatever technology you have on hand during COVID. Sure, yeah, and there, there's a lot out there. Uh, there's a lot you can do. And, you know, I've been also live streaming every week. On, I call it my Thursday threes. You know, it's it's, it's free. It's a way to just uh, share music for anybody who wants to drop in. And that's what, that's what many artists are doing these days, you know, until we're all able to play out again, which uh, I'm sure we're all looking forward to. Was that last week, Jiggy, that you conned me into playing the jaw harp on the radio? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we uh, Have you heard of a, a jaw harp, Michael? I'm not a jaw is that a is that a is that Kansas slang for something? No, no. it's like a jaw harp. It's oh, it's like one of those Are you there? One of those twangy one of those twangy deals. Nope. It's you been around sincerely. I, you're back now. I didn't. I didn't hear what the explanation. Okay, was. go go ahead. Explain it to Rocky there, Jay. Uh, there's jaw harps in every culture in history, but uh, America really knows it from the Civil War era. It's a, it's a harp that you play with your mouth. It's called the jaw harp. Do you have one? Right there? Give us a I, demonstration. <laughs> I already did that last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at the archives. But uh, so so Rocky, uh, what what is what is the the next track that we're gonna play here? Because we're I want to make sure we get this in. I I I, I don't want to run out of time and not play your third song here. So I think uh, is it somewhere? I apologize. I think is that. I believe so. I I I believe so. So somewhere when I play out somewhere is always the last song that I play. Uh, on purpose because it's quite simply it's a song about hope and positivity and uh, building of bridges. It's not intended to be a, a political song. It's, you know, my 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 thoughts are uh, hope begets hope, and uh, if we can share some positivity along the way, uh, you know, I'm all for that. So that's what this song is about. It's called Somewhere, and uh, I think it's a lyric video, but I hope you enjoy it. So. Uh... This song, give, give give me a little bit more details on this. On the song somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I I was lucky to uh, get connected with a, a great producer in Nashville, Dan Ford from DR Ford Music, and uh, you know I'll share with him my vision. I'm in California, he's in Nashville, so we're doing a lot. You know, I send him audio files. Here's what I have in mind. He sends back some thoughts. I then lay my vocals. It's a little bit of ping pong back and forth. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're great professionals out there. So the song, my vision, again, was just a simple song. Sometimes there's, you know, there's power in simplicity. It's just a simple song, uh, acoustic song about um, just about hope. Kind of, not that it's anything like John Lennon's Imagine, but it's sort of that vibe that I was just trying to share. Just a simple message out there and hope that it kind of rubs off on that's awesome. Well, we're going to play this track, and uh, I appreciate you joining us today, Rocky. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much, both of you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We are going to do this. We are going to uh, 
put uh, Jay on hold, and uh, we are going to play this track. And uh, when we come back, we have got more. It is somewhere, and it is on your Sunday radio broadcast. Right here, right now. That is Rocky Michaels. Somewhere. Rocky Michaels. And that wraps it up here. We're going to take a brief time out. 
And when we come back, we have got more on the other side. It is World We are back live here on AMFF247.com, and uh, we have got Tom Corbett with us today. He joins us live here on AMFM247.com, and uh, so Tom, you have got uh, an incredible series of books out there. You've, you've recently written uh, another great book, so uh, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about your books and uh, you as an author and everything else. Tell me a little bit about it, my friend. All right. Uh, well, I've been very busy, uh, very active uh, in the running department uh, with uh, COVID uh, sort of shutting down society. I have plenty of time on my hands. So uh, 
but I uh, earlier this year I finished a book called "It Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time," and that is a uh, book based on experiences of a Peace Corps group that I was involved with uh, back in the 1960s in India, and you know over time it collected a number of stories and my from the other volunteers, and I wove them into a semi-fictional, at least the setting is fictional, but the stories are real, uh, at least as we can remember them, uh, of uh, our experiences back then. And it was a time when Peace Corps was considered, the, uh, an overseas service was considered the Wild West. You know, uh, it, the, the program wasn't fully matured yet. Uh, uh, I think they, they made a lot of sort of uh, you know, basic mistakes and and uh, you know where they put us, uh, but it was a very talented group of young people, and who who managed to uh, to survive two years under very difficult conditions, and uh, go on to uh, do great things with their lives. And it, the story's told with there's a lot of uh, a lot of humor, uh, a lot of and uh, but also some some. Uh, pointed stories that evoke uh, sympathy and and sort of can be inspirational uh, and uh, a lot of lessons that are imparted, you know, through them. So I I think it's it's, uh, a good journey uh, to relive. And I think, you know, that that most of the people who have read it have been, you know, kind of really taken with it in 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 a very, very positive way. It also captures the, the the ethos and the spirit of the times. This was the 1960s, which is crazy in a way, but also a, a period when people had a sense of self, self-sacrifice. Tom so Corbett with us. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Tom Corbett joins us today here in our broadcast. And uh, so, Tom, uh, tell me a little bit about the inspiration for putting this book together. Uh, mostly, it uh, it came from a, a series of get-togethers we finally had, beginning about a decade ago. After you know, 40 years of being back in the states, uh, someone pulled together uh, a get-together in um, the Bay Area, uh, and it, it, I had never been to a any kind of uh, sort of get-together from high school or college or anything like that. I I, I avoided those like the plague. Uh, but this one uh, was special, and I went, and it was very emotional, and we sat around and shared and realized how much we had in common and how that experience changed us. And so we began to sort of collect some of the stories after that. And I, and I, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, to tell that story and tell the story of the group because I think it was emblematic of a lot of young people uh, back a half a century ago who gave up part of their lives to do something that they felt strongly about. And while we didn't save the world, we, we changed, I think, in very, very fundamental ways. And I often looked at, at, at what, the, again, what these people have accomplished in the remainder of their lives, and either Peace Corps selected the best of the best, or something about the experience made them better people, and I'm not sure which story is true. It is Tom Corbett. He's with us today here on AMFM247.com. And uh, he joins us today here on AMFM247.com. And he has got a great book. Seemed like a pretty good idea at the time. And he's with us today here on our big broadcast. So um, 
Tell me about the cover design for this book. Well, it's a, it's a picture of the Taj Mahal, which is, uh, I suppose, not uh, ter- uh, ter- uh, ter- terribly unique, but it was just a lovely picture, uh, I thought. And, uh, uh, and that's, of course, very emblematic of, of India. So uh, that's, that's, what we, that's, what, that's what we chose to go with. The, uh, I might say I've also been busy on a couple of other projects, which I'll, I'll I can. Well, let's uh, let, let, let's let, 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 let's talk about those then. Uh, well, what are uh, some of your other projects here? Well, uh, the one that uh, is just now finished finished up is probably less interesting to the average reader, uh, but it's the second edition of an academic book. I was <clears throat> in my real career. I was an academic with the, uh, at the University of Wisconsin in Madison and helped run a research institute. And so a colleague of mine and I uh, uh, were asked by our publisher to put out a second edition of a book on evidence-based policymaking. And uh, that, that will be coming out later this fall or in a very, very final <clears throat> uh, kind of you know, detailed-oriented uh, uh, cleaning up uh, phase of that, of that project. But that's for nerds and uh, you know <laughs> academic types. More, yeah, right. That's awesome. More that's for, awesome. Yeah, more for uh, the uh, typical reader out there is uh, a book I'm working on now, which is called Felicitous Fates. Now uh, you say Felicitous Fates, okay? Yes. Uh, it is really the third volume in a trilogy. And who knows, maybe it'll become a quartet. But it's a, uh, it, was, it was designed to be the, the third uh, volume of a trilogy and end with this volume, but we'll see. And uh, it's, uh, it start, I started writing this about three years ago, uh, not, this, not this volume, but the, the first volume of the trilogy, with just a, a, a concept in mind. And the concept was a, a young girl in Afghanistan under the oppressive rule of the Taliban who wanted to be a doctor, okay, and how she managed to, to do that. And at the same time, I contrasted that family with a, a family in the United States, which had wealth and privilege and, and, and all of that. Eventually, the two families inter, inter, interrelate. So you've got two, two family stories that then become intertwined, uh, and there's levels within each family, uh, trials, tribulations, and, and there's a lot of themes about culture, how one breaks out of one's culture, how one aspires to goals that may seem impossible or difficult uh, at the time. And uh, what, what was just a, a kind of a, an image or in, my, in my head for one book now it's I'm on my on the third volume, and people do the readers respond I think very positively. I think it's the the second the second volume, which was called Ordinary Obsessions. Uh, you know, it got like four point eight out of five stars on Amazon from Amazon reader reviews, and and the reviewers and the people who, who have read it and respond and have reviewed it. Talk about the rich character development and the interesting and fast-paced plots and so forth. But it, uh, but each each volume and each work, I try to 
balance, let's say. Uh, character development, some substance, some serious topics, a lot of, a lot of humor, uh, and uh, sort of the correct pace. So it's a, I always view writing books as kind of a, like writing a symphony. You're trying to balance different dimensions simultaneously. And I think that's probably uh, uh, the challenge of being a good storyteller. We have got Tom Corbett with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast. So, uh, so Tom, uh, this th- th- this is a short interview with us today because we 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 desperately run out of time here in the broadcast. But before we go, how do people buy your books and get involved with what you're doing? Uh, best thing is to uh, just go on and look at at uh, www.booksbytomcorbett.com. Uh, and or try to find me on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, but check the website out, www.booksbytomcorbett.com. Fantastic. Well, Tom, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the program. Okay, thank you for having me. Thank you, my friend. There he goes, Tom Corbett. And uh, we are out of time here on AMFM247.com, and uh, we will see you next time. Tom Corbett in the building. That guy, Tom Corbett. Back here on the big program, we have got a tremendous, tremendous new artist we want to play for you here on iHeartRadio. How I Feel. It's by Sick Skills. And uh, it is a great, great track. Here we go. It's How I Feel by Sick Skills here on iHeartRadio in the big program. This is how you make me feel
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.